0: Greetings, cinephiles. Are you looking for a movie analysis podcast that stands above the rest? Then look no further than Collateral Cinema, the only movie podcast that matters. We analyze
1: good movies, we analyze bad movies, and yes, we also analyze the in-betweens of the world of cinema.
0: So if you like what you hear, find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter,
1: and listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and wherever you get your
0: podcasts. And yes, my friends, we are 420 Friendly. So when you listen to us, smoke Smoke it it if you've got got it. it. And now... Here's a new episode of Collateral Gaming. The show starts right now. Tonight
1: on the holiday edition of the bonus round, Bo Maddox from Collateral Cinema joins to talk the angry video game nerd with our top five favorite season one episodes.
0: So stick around, folks. The show starts right now.
1: Happy Holidays, and welcome to Collateral Gaming Bonus Round. I'm Ashley Chancellor. And I'm Bo Maddox. And we are podcasting straight from somewhere in South Texas. And yes, my friends, we are a 420-friendly podcast. So whatever you have, smoke it if you've got it.
0: And we certainly smoked it while we got it, didn't we? (laughs) Yeah, that's right.
1: But uh, whether you're listening to this... uh, now we're on uh, Christmas Eve, Merry Christmas Eve, on Christmas, Merry Christmas, or in general, Happy Holidays, uh, whatever you're celebrating this month, or even if you're not, we are, uh, we have a, we're, we're doing sort of our holiday edition of the Director's Cut tonight, and uh, like last season, we are going to be talking about the Angry Video Game Nerd. Now, what's cool about that, The Bow, is that you specifically consider the Angry Video Game Nerd something of a holiday tradition of yours, right?
0: Yeah, it's something that I like to do once uh, December comes around, at the very least. Sometimes even a little bit uh, earlier, like maybe in late November, is I like to binge all the Angry Video Game Nerd episodes. I mean, it's, for for some reason, like to me, I mean, I don't know if it's with anyone else, but... I kind of consider like video game to be very Christmas related in general. You know, it's yeah. very holiday centric, you know? No. It's why, it's why I'd no. even argue that video game music makes for good uh, Christmas time music because you know, especially for our generations, I mean, that evokes a lot of nostalgia and everything. So, and, and a lot of us got our first uh, consoles and everything around Christmas time, you know?
1: No, yeah,
0: 100%. So, yeah, that's kind of why I started uh, this tradition. Maybe about three years ago, I started doing it. And, yeah, it's still something I do, and it's a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun going back and watching all his uh, episodes, and it was a lot of fun watching uh, season one for this episode in particular.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I I enjoyed it as well. I mean, and, and that's something I've noticed hanging out with you, uh, you know as often as we have over the years is that yeah, around like Christmas time holiday time December you know we, we binge a lot of uh, angry video game nerd episodes, drink some rolling rock, kind of wish we were drinking the rock tonight no we're, we 're rocking about it we 're
0: rocking the high life right now, we
1: are rocking the high life, so yep. yep uh you know maybe whenever we do uh the next thing we'll we'll get rolling rock instead
0: so, something like that yeah <laughs> <laughs> but
1: yeah folks this is this is going to be a fun episode we are doing our top 5 season 1 episodes uh last season for the uh holiday bonus round we actually did our top 5 uh christmas episodes in, in specifically so this time we're going to be talking about just top 5 from season 1 so, I guess let's go ahead and let's get into it here. Uh, Bo, if you want to start us off with your number five pick.
0: Well, first off, uh, most all of my picks except for one are the movie related games in this season.
1: That makes which, sense.
0: Which, you know, yeah, of course, I'm Collateral Cinema's main host and everything.
1: Quite a few of mine are as well. If- yeah,
0: yeah, definitely. And number five is actually a series that we are very familiar with, and that is Rocky. Now, the the episode itself, I mean, it, it's quite possibly one of the more quality season one episodes, I think.
1: Yeah, I really like how they do like like a kind of a. Uh, a rendition of the rocky theme that sounds so close and they just change a few notes and it's okay like it's a different theme but it's and like i can hear the rocky theme in my head
0: and later on the episode he also does the uh iconic uh stare run and with, everything with the stair run yeah with the celebrating and everything and it's like and, and throws uh, the uh game not the cartridge i think just the case and everything he just throws it down the steps and he celebrates and yeah yeah, I mean, that. those are some pretty classic nerd bits. But the game itself, I mean, it seems like just a lot of training and a lot of kind of controlling your character but not controlling it or something. Like, like uh, the, the nerd goes into it a little bit and reads out of the actual manual, and it's this weird kind of... I don't know what to call it. It's very... It feels almost abstract, you know. Like you know, it's something that you kind of have to feel yeah. or something like that. And it's like, I mean, fair enough. There's some games that are like that early on in like N- Nintendo's uh, uh, original console cycle, mm-hmm. but I mean, you know, this isn't even Nintendo. This is Master System.
1: Yeah. And, so and-
0: so but but yeah, early on in Master System, but it's like, I, I don't even know how you actually play the game even i mean even just watching him play it
1: yeah yeah no no doubt like i i love the bullshit about how like you have to actually punch the punching bag to get enough power and like that's actually critical once you get to the yeah to the the clubber lang level which is like the second one
0: right yeah the second one and and i think that that really shows you know why that training element i mean it's important to the game but it's also you know kind of what makes it a chore to play because you really have to you know, train in order to be able right. to step up to Apollo or Clubber.
1: So, like you said, like maybe that—that that is kind of the experience. Like in the end, you get the Rocky experience, but it's kind of bullshit to have to subject to like just you know some kid in middle school.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's a it's a lot to take in. It's a it's a much more complex you know control scheme than. You know, you should be getting away with on the goddamn master system of all things. Exactly.
1: <laughs> but yeah, no that that's actually that's a really fun episode. Honestly, it almost made my top five. In fact, I think it was, and then I noticed it was on yours, so I, 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 I decided to to just talk about another ep- another episode. But yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It's this is a great one. I love the and and also with us having recently done uh, Rocky Two. Yeah, it's very fitting. Right, right. You know, and kind of brought up memories of us doing Rocky One back in season one. Uh huh. Exactly. (laughs) So yeah, it's definitely it was definitely a a cool episode. So my number five pick is uh, actually one of the topical episodes. I think the only uh, topical, so kind of the first topical episode that the Angry Video Game Nerd did. On uh, back on season one, so uh, chronologically confused about bad movie and video game sequel
0: titles, he makes so many good points in this yes. in this episode. And what's really interesting about it is it's the first one that's really just more of a long form rant. I mean, he doesn't even really appeal. Uh, uh, he doesn't even really appear in the video itself proper. It's a lot of just drawings and everything. And then, you know, like just mock-ups and representations of, you know, all the different games and game titles and how they were different. The movie titles, how Mm -hmm. they were different, like, like the whole thing with the zombie movies and, you know, with final fantasy and also with the Zelda. Right.
1: Right. Yeah. Uh, I think it's actually it's actually pretty funny too because Rocky is one of the uh, yeah it's, the yeah that's one does.
0: that's one of the movies he talks about. And he also touches on Rambo. So I
1: think this is maybe the first episode he does that actually doesn't talk exclusively about video games.
0: Yeah, it actually kind of showed how I mean James is you know very much a an aspiring filmmaker himself and you know he's he was always kind of a cinephile first in many ways Well, the but, channel
1: was Cinemassacre. Still, yeah the channel you know? is called
0: Cinemassacre and everything so and it, it always feels like he has a lot more zeal whenever he's talking about movies and even movie related games mm-hmm. you know but but here yeah he really tears into like even alien the alien franchise you know just just talking about how you know there's only one alien sequel that's actually numbered and that's alien 3 inexplicably it's like Everything else is like, it's like why didn't they commit to just you know giving it a bunch of generic, uh, you know, generic uh, descriptors after the end or something like that. You know, like He's alien so resurrection triggered
1: by the inconsistency. He of it is. and I get it because I am too. You know, it's like with the alien franchise, I I could kind of forgive it, but you know. It brings up a good point. The Alien 3 could have just been like some could have had a subtitle and it would have just been.
0: Absolutely. It would have and, had a subtitle and it would have been fine.
1: Yeah. And the Rocky series, too. It's like uh, the whole uh, Rocky Balboa thing. You know, I, yeah. I, I, I can see like Rocky 6 would have made more sense. But then again, right after that, we got Creed and Creed 2 and now Creed 3. So,
0: yeah, we're three movies into that. And that's that's pretty good series. So, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Uh as far as uh like some of the games like Final Fantasy, that one's interesting because you know the the numberings are just completely off between America and Japan.
0: It's so inexplicable. And and, and we ended up getting those uh, games anyways in uh on certain PlayStation releases. So it's like I mean, what, why the indiscrepancy?
1: Oh, it's been renumbered now like even to like American audience like like if you go look it up, it's Final Fantasy 1 through 6 now.
0: But oh, but, yeah, they, they officially uh, renumbered them for the uh, PlayStation releases as well for Final Fantasy uh, Chronicles, Final Fantasy Origins. Yeah, you know, they they officially renumbered them in their proper order.
1: Yeah, because what else are you going to do? You have to go back to just the, the original number scheme. So I guess in the end, it's kind of a good thing that Final Fantasy 7 just said, fuck it. But I don't know. Like, like I can I can get why somebody would be pissed about that. Like.
0: I don't know. In many ways, I mean, I barely questioned it when Final Fantasy VII came out. So I, I was just like, okay, so there's seven games. And then mm-hmm. I, I kind of found out about these indiscrepancies later on, you know. Right. So, so I'm just like, okay. Like, like especially when the first Final Fantasy anthology was released, mm-hmm. which had uh, five and six in it, I believe, in, in their proper numbered form. Yeah. Right. So, yeah.
1: But yeah, no, no, that that's it's a fun episode as well. That's why it's my number five. Uh, I like how you know it's a little bit more. Uh, it feels a little bit more. Uh, I mean, it's more topical, like like we said earlier. But yeah, it James uh, just kind of. I don't know. He feels more like his self than the character. Yeah, it feels a little bit more like like genuine. I guess. Yeah, it's
0: more James Rolfe than. Uh than a uh, nerd, I would say. Yeah,
1: yeah, but just kind of you know, uh, expanding on on his you know or exaggerating his anger, so that you know he's the angry video game nerd.
0: But uh, yeah, with that, what what's your number four, Bo? My number four is another series that we've talked about on the director's cut. We did a full franchise review of this, and that is the Friday the Thirteenth episode. For one, the game itself has become a cult classic since this episode came out, <clears throat> in spite of its flaws and everything, and like, like, like even the uh, purple uh, Jason has kind of become iconic, he even got his own action figure and mm-hmm. whatnot, but here, I mean, the episode starts out, he's obviously under duress and everything, and he's basically praising the game, mm-hmm. while, while very passively, right. aggressively.
1: Right. Well well like Jason played by uh I think his name was Matt or something. It was uh,
0: it was both Mike Matte and Mike. uh James Rolfe. Yeah,
1: yeah Mike Mike Matte, that, that's it. Yeah. Uh he's also Freddy in the nightmare episode until Him until, him and James in that until one as well. James plays him at that at, the, yeah. at, the, at the end bit, but we'll talk about that one later. Um hint, hint wink wink. <laughs> Yeah, no, but the the Friday the 13th episode I think is actually a a, a lot of fun. It's a good like uh uh it, was it was it a holiday Halloween episode or anything? I think it was
0: a Halloween episode and it's kind of noteworthy for the first episode to kind of have a, a little bit of a storyline to it, you know?
1: Yeah. Like yeah, that's and, what and, I liked about it. And yeah. it
0: also uh, really uh, introduced uh, one of his first like actual antagonists that that it would pop up from time to time you know
1: right yeah i liked the whole jason bit i I love how they just kind of really went for more of a skit type episode and that's kind of a format that i think is a lot of fun i'd love to implement something like that with like the low budget late night stuff that would be
0: a lot of fun Lateral
1: gaming equivalent
0: (laughs) and and he eventually really kind of learned how to really nail a lot of those horror movie tropes as well you know while still you know still critiquing the game and everything. Right. Even going full Tommy Jarvis at the end. Tommy like, Jarvis, fuck yeah. I mean, yeah, it, 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 that was cool.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, I, I love the that whole episode and uh his just his frustrations with the game that you read passive aggressively through his voice until the end where he just goes fuck it or or periodic segments throughout where
0: <laughs> yeah, goes full fi- final boy and everything. Yeah, it's like yeah. hell yeah.
1: Yeah, and and I mean It's funny because it seems like an interesting game if it was just would have been executed better.
0: Yeah. Uh, Like, especially with the game map. Yeah. The mechanic
1: of like having to go to save each of the
0: hostages. I mean, that's interesting. Camp counselors. That is interesting in and of itself. But, you know, no, it just was not implemented properly. You had no way of actually seeing where you're going. Right. You know, you don't know. What what way is what like on the main world?
1: Right, exactly. So it, it, it's yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Doesn't seem like a lot of fun, but it, it, it's a cool idea.
0: It is, and also you have to protect the children as well. So
1: right, gotta, yeah. gotta protect the kids.
0: Protect the kids and also the counselors. So
1: the counselors, yeah, and fight Jason.
0: Oh yeah, you get to fight Jason in some of the cabins, which is, I mean, it's pretty
1: interesting. You know? oh, It turns into like like a punch out thing.
0: Yeah, it does.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like or it goes from that angle instead of the side scrolling. Yeah. But uh my number four is actually gonna be a, another movie based uh episode. Or movie game based episode, I should say. <laughs> uh and that is Back to the Future. So what I really like about this episode is that it actually introduces uh some of his key catchphrases that later made their way into the uh, the theme song
0: he, uh, yeah it, it initially had uh, the the lyrics uh, uh, what were they oh <laughs> why, why am I trying to think about this i 'm so totally fried but yeah, yeah. He uh, said the whole uh, diarrhea dump, Buffalo take a diarrhea dump in his ear, and the whole uh, eating a roadkill skunk thing. It's like, yeah, all of that came from this episode, pretty yeah, much. Yeah,
1: yeah. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. I think both of those lines are, or two of them that, that ended up in the song. I can't remember which specific ones but that's what i really enjoyed about it is that i kind of you know i i heard the lines and i also like how the original version of this episode actually had a back to the future movie clips and in fact a lot of his season one episodes actually had movie clips
0: yeah something that he kind of kind of went away from a little bit until like some later episodes you know probably for copyright reasons i would imagine yeah
1: the the later versions that got uploaded to youtube actually ended up or, or the ones that showed up on like dvd apparently uh omitted the uh the the movies and so like i've seen where we've watched a video like in in someone's playlist that was the edited version and then i saw the original version
0: yeah you also get a lot of the edited versions for these episodes on the official uh season one uh, cut that uh they that cinemassacre has Mm -hmm. like they have a playlist of all the seasons and everything they, they they emit a lot of stuff on there. They even emit the first two episodes, uh, Jekyll and Hyde and uh, Simon's Quest.
1: Yeah, which is interesting because those are kind of unconventional episodes it's where he was kind of still trying to figure out, like, the nerd character and also I think, like, the... The the first one or the first one is just his voice over the game and the second one is just him talking to the so camera, yeah, right?
0: Yeah, those are more like proofs of concept of, you know, yeah. the two main elements of his show.
1: Yeah. So which is why neither one of those two is actually on our list, is that they're kind of more, yeah, they're more proof of concept. They're like dual pilot episodes. Yeah. Uh, Karate Kid was uh, wasn't
0: isn't that the, the number
1: three?
0: I think it is episode number three. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: it it is. Uh, Yeah, Karate Kid is. And then I think Back to the Future is number six. That's right. So, yeah, yeah, this is still pretty early on. Uh, You know, the nerd is kind of still kind of is working out that character.
0: Yeah, a little bit. But, I mean, you also really see, you know, how he is starting to incorporate his commentary on the game, you know, with the live action bits and everything. Yeah, it's starting to flesh out a little better here, you know.
1: Right. So, yeah, yeah. I, I like how, like, we're kind of getting some of that, like, trademark. You know, that's kind of where this starts properly. We get, like, the full nerd, I think.
0: Yeah, definitely. And
1: that's what's great about, about that episode. Uh, what's, uh, let's see, that was our number four pick each. So, number three? What was your number three?
0: My number three is actually the uh, one episode that I said was not a movie-related game or anything like that, it's actually a peripheral, and that would be the Power Glove episode. Now, I remember when the Power Glove came out, I maybe knew, like, one kid that had it, and I don't know, I never really thought it was very functional or useful. I mean, the motion controls was novel. They were novel at the time, but, Mm -hmm. you know, I kind of get why he made an, an episode on it, because... I mean, some games it could be, like, really, really, like, spot on and it could actually work, but other games it was just a bunch of frustration.
1: Yeah, yeah, to say the least. So, yeah, yeah, Though the, the peripherals were, they, they were very much gimmicks.
0: Very much so. You know, and, and to be fair, I mean, Nintendo eventually utilized that gimmick correctly with the uh, the Wii and pretty much changed the trajectory of their uh, gaming platforms.
1: They did, yeah, no, like, but I mean, the, the Wii exploded. The Wii turned Nintendo into really allowed them to focus in on a particular demographic, and it's it's what what they're doing great still today. Even though they've kind of switched to more traditional button type controls, they're still kind of doing that that innovation that. That really defined kind of the early Nintendo. The Power Club is an example of that. It's something my dad grew up with. He swears. My dad defends this thing. He swears that it worked, <laughs> and, and he talks about like airplane games. Like I don't know if maybe he played Top Gun or because uh,
0: I could see where air, where flying sim games would be would be beneficial to use that. I, I can see that. Like especially with motion controls in general. But I mean I don't know. I guess the six axis kind of. Showed how that could be a little bit iffy, but
1: yeah, but yeah, no, I mean, if if they controls actually worked with that sort of game, which maybe it did, because in this episode the nerd actually successfully lands the plane, which he couldn't do in the uh, uh, with the original controller. Yeah,
0: that's a real boilerplate moment right there. Right? <laughs> Seriously,
1: <laughs> it's kind of like his, his one of his later episodes where he does uh, Zelda two, but he does it like with his eyes closed or turned turned around or something, and he <laughs> yeah. actually beats Zelda two like while he's he, he beats the final boss, uh, <laughs> I, I believe, which is Shadow Link, if I'm
0: not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, Link. it was it was Shadow Link, I think.
1: And uh, yeah. yeah, and he just and he just beats it uh, while complaining about how impossible it is, which makes me wonder that to, like to make that footage, he did have to beat it.
0: Absolutely. I mean <laughs> that that is the the brilliant thing about uh, this uh, series, you know, it's like yeah, there's a lot of uh, these episodes where he does play through a, a full game and everything and you know, you kind of get the uh, full experience of that.
1: Yeah, sometimes he 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 actually completes the game. Sometimes he just he he can't. Like it's literally impossible. And with some of these power glove uh bits, I mean that was the case. It was just kind of like you know, try the game out for a little bit, see if it's actually possible. And, and for most of them, it wasn't. Like Metroid, couldn't get Samus to jump up onto that ledge to go get the uh, the Morph Ball.
0: Super Mario Brothers.
1: Super Mario Brothers could barely get over. Not the pipes. even, not even playable. Not yeah, neither of those were playable. And then just seeing him just like. Really struggle with with the glove, with the lack of controls or or knowledge of what what the controls gonna do, like what specific motions correspond to what. Like, I could see how that could be frustrating.
0: Oh, (laughs) Oh. absolutely. I mean, it's it's one of those peripherals that you know it, it it looked cool more than it actually functioned well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So and I like how he would later go on to do more like peripheral episodes, you know, getting yeah, he, into he, these he, kinds of uh, yeah,
0: like, like Rob the Robot. That's another classic one. Yep. Yep. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No. No. Those ones. Uh, those episodes are actually a lot of fun, and I, I like. Uh, there, there's another one that that was. Maybe was it? Like, there's it a
0: bunch of Nintendo peripherals. Like a bunch of Nintendo peripherals. He also did one on uh, Game Boy peripherals.
1: Yeah, I want to say there was something that had to do with LJN or.
0: Yeah, he. I think that he uh, he finally did a big old takedown of LJ in uh, recently, as recently oh, as this okay. time last year. But, um, yeah, I, I, he did one on the Jaguar.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, that that was actually kind of a kind of a fun first type of that. Episode and you know well How better to do than than the power glove? The
0: power glove.
1: And it's actually the conclusion to the the Nightmare on Elm Street episode, which is after the Friday th- the Thirteenth episode. Yeah, that
0: that actually leads into the Power Glove episode,
1: right? And he he beats he beats Freddy with the power glove or mm-hmm. his, the Freddy version of him or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh my number three is actually shit pickle, shit pickle,
0: shit pickle, shit pickle, 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 shit, shit pickle, shit pickle. Shit pickle. Pickle, shit pickle, pickle. pickle. shit pickle, pickle shit pickle.
1: That is uh, Master Chew and the Drunkard Who, which was the debut of shit pickle.
0: Yep, the shit pickle himself. Shit shit pickle 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 pickle. pickle. That's the first uh, kind of lore character that he actually in- introduced, right?
1: Yeah, and his first guest star. Yeah, guest exactly. Host. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so
1: you know, shit pickle. Shit pickle, shit pickle. I mean, as for the game itself, it looks like a broken mess.
0: Yeah, it, it it's barely even anything th- to really remark on. You know, it's it's not remarkable in any way.
1: No, <laughs> that's why he just uses the shit pickle gimmick throughout the episode, and it works because <laughs> it's just like this game is unremarkable. It's like how much can I really remember about the game itself? Master Who and the Drunken Chew, who Master Chew and the bro in the Drunken Who? I mean, <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> is? It- is <laughs> <it even.
0: laughs> exactly. What the fuck?
1: I'm keeping that in as is.
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: Uh yeah, no, no. Master Chew and the broken the the, the drunken the,
0: and the broken the broken, the broken sword broken. with the, of the who's <laughs> What what's a what's a what's a who? What's
1: a who? Exactly, exactly. Shit pickle.
0: Shit pickle, pickle, pickle. Shit shit pickle 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 shit, pickle ship, shit pickle, shit pickle. Shit pickle. Shit pickle.
1: Shit pickle.
0: Shit pickle. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much the most notable thing about that episode, and honestly, a good classic, uh, classic character. Honestly, shit pickle is fun.
1: Yeah, exactly. I don't know what, what else there is to say about that other than shit pickle.
0: Shit pickle. Shit pickle. Shit pickle. Shit pickle. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, Bo. Uh, what is your? I guess we're. I guess we're moving up to number two now.
0: Yep, number two is a movie that kind of tied to uh, another movie that came out recently that was really really big and also like I said it's uh it's it's kind of a classic nerd moment in that he he has a one of those games that he references in other episodes still to this day and that's top gun
1: top gun yeah we we actually it got brought up in the power glove episode right yeah
0: exactly he finally landed the plane well if you actually watch him try to land the plane with just a regular controller it's like that looks impossible almost, you know? It's like, I, it, it actually deters me from playing that game.
1: Yeah, and the original version of this episode actually
0: has Highway
1: to the Danger
0: Zone. Exactly, it does.
1: The, the, the Kenny Loggins, bro.
0: Kenny fucking Loggins, man. The Loggins. The login.
1: K-Log.
0: The K-Log, bro.
1: <laughs> fucking yeah. A. Yeah, no. Top Gun actually that that shit looks impossible. How the fuck do you land that plane?
0: And how the fuck did he do it with the power gloves, janky <laughs> bullshit?
1: Look, maybe it worked. I don't know.
0: Jesus Christ.
1: Yeah. So yeah, the the, the Top Gun episode is. Uh, yeah, I I, I I I like I like you said earlier. I like how a lot of yours are are like movie references, and honestly, mine are too. Actually, most of them are. Yeah um let me see yeah actually because my number two is nightmare on elm street oh
0: nice the sequel to the friday
1: the 13th episode which i considered on my for my list as well but i went with nightmare the on elm street because i just just like the clone bit that and and, then the fact that he actually takes a dump on the cartridge
0: yeah is that the first time that he actually shits on a game in this series I, I think I think, so. it, I think it is, and th- that's become a hallmark of this uh, series. Even to the point that Matt Pat did a game theory on the angry video game nerd, and his theory was one of the reasons he's so angry because he has irritable bowel syndrome because he's always <laughs> shitting uh, like uh, all the time. You know? <laughs> Matt
1: Pat would, oh yeah, my fucking God. goddamn
0: Matt Pat, did, <laughs> d- d- did a th- game theory on him.
1: Okay, that tracks.
0: Yeah, it does, right? Jesus
1: Christ, <laughs> I love that. Okay
0: yeah no, but I,
1: I, I like uh I like that whole bit. I like I like the Shadow Clone bit. That's a lot of fun. And I like the whole like like escape sequence and uh, the part where he actually ponders going to the front door or the closet.
0: <laughs> That's hilarious that 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 is a uh, just total uh, fucking movie nerd shit right there.
1: and then goes into the closet where he meets Freddy, whose face, I think, up until this point, has been obscured. And yeah. it was actually uh the it was actually Mike, I guess. But at this point it's played by him and it's revealed that he is the uh Yeah, he is Freddie. He is Freddie. Like, because yeah. he subjects himself to shitty games. <laughs>
0: you like to play shitty games? Oh yeah, play that shitty game. <laughs> <laughs> That's a funny portrayal of Freddy. Do you honestly. like Nintendo? <laughs> <laughs> Do you like to play shitty games? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Bitch. And then there's the fact that the game is just an unremarkable side scrolling not even a plat yeah, it is a platformer, right? Yeah. At le at least in certain levels.
1: It's Castlevania like, I guess I would say.
0: I don't know. I think that's a stretch to compare it to Castlevania.
1: Well, the nerd compares it with Simon's Quest. So, well, there's well, to be
0: fair, the nerd compares everything to Castlevania. He even references that at one point <laughs> when when he does the actual his actual Castlevania uh, series deep dive. Does, does he lampshade it? He, he lampshade it. He lampshades it hard. Does he? Does, wait. He show, he shows actual all the clips where he says like Castlevania, but like Castlevania, Castlevania like
1: yeah, i think i've seen the episode yeah yeah, yeah No, that, that, that that's that's pretty funny actually but yeah uh the uh yeah the, the the nightmare on elm street game looks it's like parts of it actually look kind of cool like the whole dream world bit where you could just be other characters like why well, couldn't that just be the fucking game
0: yeah that would that would actually be fun that'd be interesting it would have been dynamic
1: yeah you know like With modern, by modern gaming conventions, I can see something where you kind of had like this like sleep system or whatever. But back in the eighties or nineties, I think eighties, right?
0: There's no way that they could have implemented that in any real way, meaningful way. Right. There's just no way.
1: Exactly, and it was just yeah. It was it was not like this seemed like the dream world should have just been the game.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, the dream world is the coolest part of that game and and it even follows the whole thing where you have to fucking uh, find Freddy and uh Freddy's bones and put them together in order to fight him or something like that.
1: Right, it's like there's like, a whole gimmick like that. That's that where the so the odd. Simon's quest comparison comes
0: in. Yeah, from. yeah, it's it's like why would you want to do that? Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, maybe it worked for Castlevania, but it's also in the worst Castlevania game. <laughs> and <laughs> it didn't know? make sense of that one. No, not at all. And all
1: the bones look the same, right? They just look like generic dog, cartoon dog bones. Yeah,
0: they're dog bones. It's like, what the fuck? Not even a skull? Mm-hmm. You had skull spiders.
1: Right? And you could just punch the,
0: <laughs> the spiders. Punch them. Punch them. The snakes? You want some of this? <laughs> pop, pop. <laughs> you know, the- it's like, yeah, that's gnarly, though. Yeah. Right. I love
1: it. Fuck yeah. I mean, so it's, it's like the, the Nightmare on Elm Street game at least seems like it, 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 it could be fun at, at times if it just weren't for other mechanics. Yeah. But yeah, as for our number one picks, Bo?
0: My number one pick is, of course, what I think is the first... Real proper nerd episode, and I can see, like I said, I can see why they skipped over a couple of the first episodes, you know, before they this one, and that's the Karate Kid. Mm -hmm. This is where you actually have the proof of concept come together and it actually coalesces. Yeah, this is number three. Number three, yeah, as we mentioned earlier, yeah. yeah, this is episode number three
1: and it's where like you have the 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 format is is set up and when we have the character
0: exactly and and at first there's a, some weird jump cut stuff that he used to do back in the day that he did here you know like near near the beginning and the end mm-hmm. of these episodes but uh for the most part i mean it, it, he really like just demonstrates how shitty the game is i mean he demonstrates I mean, all all that is set in stone here. It's just
1: way too fucking difficult.
0: It is was the the issue with the
1: game, right? Was that it's just
0: well, I think he later kind of admitted that in some of the footage he had to kind of you know fuck up intentionally a little bit.
1: Yeah, you know, to
0: he had to fudge it just to get uh, interesting footage of the how bad the game is. Right, you know. But, yeah, I mean, the game never really appealed to me, and I love The Karate Kid. I, I used to watch the original first two movies all the fucking time. Right. But, I mean, this just has those, uh, those little mini games that are nigh- nearly impossible, like they do the catching a fly with chops, chopsticks thing. Yeah. And it's like I could never get that down every time I tried to play this game. So I share with that frustration and that made for the first truly good proper uh, nerd episode. And yeah. and that's why for me it's number 1 out of this season. Danielson, Danielson. Yeah, and, and that that ending screen. Yes. <laughs> it's just all that just for Mr. Miyagi to give wink. you a wink. Ah. <laughs> it's like and it's and it was only like what, four episodes, four four episodes and it was only like what, four levels right
1: so that were just insanely difficult
0: yeah four insanely difficult levels and w- well no it's like the first one was apparently easy enough cuz it was basically just fighting in the, the the tournament right but the other three it's like why you know why why make those so fucking difficult so they can
1: be lazy and only design three levels <laughs> four four <laughs> levels you know
0: that's bullshit
1: Exactly. So you design four levels, you just make three insanely difficult. You just and, and that's really easy to set. Just just set the damage values where you want them and the uh the aggressiveness of the in the AI, yeah. just kind of set those values and you don't have to do a lot of work with that designing each level. So
0: Yeah. That makes sense. From a
1: developer standpoint, I can see why, but that is also what we call an unfinished product.
0: Absolutely. It's totally unfinished. It's <laughs> frustratingly unfinished.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's it's a lazy
0: approach if you think about it. Yeah, and that's not to say that short games or, or games with not so many levels can't be good, you know? But, yeah,
1: but there needs to be some depth.
0: Yeah, there's not any depth to any of this. Right, right. No. And
1: I, and I like how you know the nerd expounds upon that in his classic exaggerated persona, which we finally actually kind of see here, yeah, in, properly in, for the in first full. time. Yeah, in in, full. In, in in
0: in full. Like
1: I said, I think that some of the character kind of develops fully, fully later on, but this is where we get the first instance of the character. I would say know, as a as a as a real concept i would
0: say that by the power glove episode he's starting and 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 around the time the power glove episode and the friday the 13th and the uh -hmm. nightmare episodes like that's when we get angry video game nerd yeah you know
1: yeah that's a good point yeah exactly Like kind of throughout this season and that comes full force with uh the actual I, i think it's i think it's the final episode of uh The season and it is and it is appropriately the christmas episode yep uh, bible games bible games so we actually talked about this in our last list so i mean it's kind of logical that it would show up in my list this time
0: yeah but I,
1: i i'm yeah bible games for sure came up in our our holiday episodes and i just love how he uh he he, he kind of just plays through each of these like sub games within each of these games. It's kind of a collection episode, and, and, and it comes at them with with the full intent to uh, to attempt the game. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he takes it seriously, and and I love how like the gate the games are just so lazily designed.
0: Well, I mean that's just kind of faith-based media in general. I mean, if you if you're a listener of collateral cinema, you know that we do take on bad religious faith movies, you know, faith-based yeah. movies. And yeah, it, there's only a very small amount of that type of media that's even remotely good. Exactly. And and yeah, no, this shit is just appalling the like
1: worlds of gaming is no different so you know i'm yeah bo and i are atheists so i mean we we maybe maybe we're biased maybe we're just you know we scoff at everything because we're uh redditors or something
0: <laughs> oh total redditors <laughs> i have yet to touch grass today exactly um
1: but yeah no no and the world's supposed to sit about and gaming i don't think that faith based works have have been very successful i don't know there's a new uh jesus christ game did that come out
0: i don't know
1: i know they were talking but, about it did that actually happen was it good i don't know the game where you that's, play is jesus i mean that seems kind of sacrilegious
0: i mean i don't know i i could kind of see where you could kind of get a better experience as to what how jesus lived or something but yeah you know. i don't
1: know I just that's from an outsider's perspective but I mean just seeing what Christian game developers have done I mean I mean the the fact that th- these games are mostly illegal is bewildering.
0: Yeah, I think but he brings that up. But it's kind of on point there as well, yeah. you know, especially with, you know, evangelicals in the 90s. I mean they they were always just trying to create their own, like, alternative type of media like that, which, you know, fair enough. I mean, and at least back then, fair enough. At least the Wolfenstein but clone actually looks the Wolf The Wolfenstein clone is funny.
1: That the, the story looks fun, but that's because it's literally Wolfenstein.
0: I, I, I believe that id Software totally gave away the code to their game. Yeah, no, I know. I, I believe how, that.
1: I love how he kind of goes on about that theory uh, and I, I'm inclined to believe it as well. It actually makes sense.
0: Yeah, because they did fuck up Wolfenstein 3D on Super Nintendo, they, which was egregious because, I mean, they did make a Doom port that was kind of okay. Yeah. You know, so it's like, what the hell?
1: Right. Yeah, Jesus Christ.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, and then, like, the initial set of Bible games, because this, this episode was originally split into two episodes, right? I think it was. So and, and the first set that he goes through uh is uh is like a like a trilogy. It's like a, it's like a collection of three games and it's what uh Noah's Ark, Baby Moses.
0: Baby Moses and I wanna say David and Goliath or something.
1: Yeah, yeah, and you collect the the sheep or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> Baby Moses, baby Moses, baby Moses. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Jesus Christ. But those games
1: are all like they all have the same concept. They're all like just the stacking mechanic that was lifted straight out of Super Mario Brothers
0: 2. Absolutely. That's all that they were. They were just clones of of all the stoop of all those excuse me. They were just clones of that gameplay and it's just really really egregious.
1: Well, it's very egregious.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: but i i guess that uh that kind of wraps it up on our top five list uh overall the angry video game nerd season one how do you think you feel about it you know watching it again this year uh guys especially as compared to like later episodes
0: well i mean obviously you see a much younger James Rolfe here. I mean, this is in 2006 or or 2002 even, I think. No, it was 2006. Mm. And, you know, you see him fleshing this character out. I mean, he just, you know, did his proof of concept and everything. And it's kind of interesting to see all the uh, the little idiosyncrasies that would come into later episodes kind of... Mm-hmm kind of really formed here you yeah know? i agree like like for instance the aforementioned you know shitting and everything and you know the uh the the theme song itself i mean the, the, the shows like this live and die by their theme song and this is one of the all-time classic youtube themes i think it, uh, it's absolutely classic
1: yeah yeah i i agree I think the angry video game nerd as as a character's iconic, and it's actually really interesting this season how we kind of just see the story begin. We see actually him starting what appears to be, you know, low budget, filmed out of his home, you know, and it's but it, kind it, of become a much bigger sensation. But
0: but he it still looks good. That's the thing. It yeah. looks good, it's still funny all these years later. Especially the like like the third episode on. So like
1: I actually looked it up. The first two episodes actually were released in that or created on uh, in 2004 and were available on a uh, as part of a film compilation with other short films. Interesting. So like, like you said, like he was, you know, kind of a short filmmaker. So that's kind of how the Angry Video Game Nerd started out. And then, you know, two years later, in 2006, he actually started the, the web series proper.
0: Yeah. It's interesting that we have that little two-year period where, you know, we didn't really get the fully fleshed out nerd. And then he comes out with Karate Kid, and there it is. You know, there there's the nerd as we know it.
1: Right. Yeah, that's kind of where the Angry Video Game Nerd starts. And it's, it's why I think we focused on episodes three onwards. But... Um, yeah, I know. It was actually a lot of fun to kind of go back and, and, and watch through season one again. I mean, we definitely have been watching a lot of Angry Video Game Nerd uh, throughout the years, uh, even throughout the year outside of Christmas sometimes, but especially during Christmas. So it was kind of nice to to go back and just kind of see where it all began. I mean, we've watched a lot of these episodes over and over again, though, too. So
0: Oh, definitely.
1: <laughs> I mean, like I said, the Rocky one, I think we actually ended up watching that one around the time we did Rocky two. We, we were we were checking it out, uh, you know, back last year when we did the holiday episodes. Bible games was on there.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: So yeah, but yeah, I I love the angry video game nerd. It's such an it's such a fun series, and I I think it's actually kind of cool to talk about, you know, on a on a bonus round type episode where we you know get into gaming culture and and I think a lot of it is here. And I I love the focus on retro games. It's it's kind of what I want to emulate. Uh, if we ever make, you know, low-budget late-night happen, and, like, if we have a collateral gaming equivalent of that, it, this is kind of, like, where I'd want it to be.
0: Yeah, definitely. He set the standard for this type yeah. of thing. I mean, him and, you know, Brad Jones and uh, Doug Walker back in the day, and also, right. you know, like, Linkara and Spoonie, us, like, a lot of that original Channel Awesome crowd, like, they, they really kind of pioneered the whole character-based review sh- format, mm-hmm. and you know, it, it's a format that's not nearly as, as you know, popular as it used to be. You know, I mean, even, even Cinemassacre has taken a little bit of a hit in you know, uh, subscribers and and views and everything. But I mean, they're still going strong. I mean, they're still doing the damn thing. And honestly, I look forward to talking about f- uh, future seasons uh, on other holiday bonus rounds.
1: Yeah. Same here. So, uh, if you are uh, looking for something fun to do this holiday season, I definitely recommend you check out these episodes that we talked about of the Angry Video Game Nerd, or, or maybe just watch through season one proper, or maybe just watch the Angry Video Game Nerd. I, I recommend it. You know, crack open some Rolling Rock and <laughs> and maybe you know get high.
0: He did just release a new episode. It's on. It's his holiday episode, and it's on Garfield.
1: Yeah. Okay. So the last one I thought was Doom. I didn't. I haven't. Uh, the Garfield one must be really new. Though. No. It's it's
0: like last night new. Oh. Practically. Nice. Okay. Yeah.
1: Dope. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I know his schedule slowed down a lot. Is yeah. That like just like monthly now. Yeah. There's
0: a lot of people that are kind of uh, you know salty about that, but it's like, what are you gonna do? He has a family. He's got yeah. to do. His, he's got to do his damn thing.
1: Yeah. I know? mean, I think it's really great that he, he he's able to like and you know kind of. You know, do an episode monthly. You know, put 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 his uh, whole effort into it.
0: Yeah, he he's got his legacy pretty much, you know, secured. And he's dealing in, in, with
1: video and everything, you know, and it's, yeah. it's it's all like it's all scripted. I think in advance.
0: It is. It yeah, definitely he
1: seems to be. It seems it's rehearsed. You know. I think he still
0: has the Screen Junkies guys uh, working with him, like Kieran and all of them from uh, Kieran and Justin. Yeah, I believe
1: you know i've been surprised that from the start you know his his episodes have always been like well edited they seemed rehearsed like you know he 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 was definitely like he, there was no
0: hiccups or yeah he nailed oh he nailed it you yeah. know he 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 got it down early on
1: but yeah there's there's definitely a quality to it you know that that starts from the very beginning and that's that's why we decided to talk about it this holiday season But, folks, if, uh, yeah, if if you're enjoying uh, happy holidays and you want more content, uh, stick around for our holiday special on God of War Ragnarok. The time of recording this, we should be recording that tomorrow. So, yeah, we are going to be, Zachary, Gio, and I are going to be uh, hitting our spoiler-y thoughts about God of War Ragnarok, my game of the year. I just beat it. Uh, either last night or the night before last. I think last night. And, man, it is it is amazing. It is it is a wonderful Christmas present. So I'm excited to talk about that. We're going to have that out by Christmas Eve. That is the plan. Uh, on Collateral Cinema, we should also be doing uh, our Christmas or our holiday special, uh, Saving Christmas, should be out either by Christmas Eve or, uh, well, yeah, by Christmas Eve.
0: We're, we're going to have it out by uh, tomorrow, Christmas Eve. Yeah. Yeah yeah I think after this we are actually going to go to my uh, to our editing suite and go and uh, get these episodes We're going to go get these episodes banged out.
1: Yeah, so if everything goes to plan, uh, yeah that, that that should all be that should all be available very soon.
0: Yes. Yes. yeah, Saving Christmas and our uh, our director's cut episode on Adult Swim holiday episodes. right. Yeah. Which is going to be a lot of fun.
1: Yeah. I'm excited about it. So yeah. Fuck. Yeah, guys. Enjoy. Uh, uh, Merry Christmas. If you're celebrating that. Happy holidays. If you're celebrating anything this month and uh, be safe out there. Stay tuned for more content. Uh I think. Uh, let me think if there's anything else. Oh, Zelda. A Link Between Worlds part two. We're going to have that out by the end of the month for sure. Uh we had Dan Rockwood from Victims and Villains on part one. We were hoping to get him on part two. Uh since we delayed it by a week, we'll see. Otherwise it'll just be us. You know, I think with uh, Ragnarok, you know, like Megan ended up going out on uh Oh okay. She was gonna be on part two, but uh she ended up she and Alan ended up going out on a vacation, you know, they they went out of town.
0: Oh, okay, okay.
1: For family. So Yeah, Megan, if you're listening, Alan, if you're listening. And uh, I was I was I was looking forward to having you both on God of War Ragnarok Part Two, but it's okay. We'll talk about God of War. Maybe we'll do a bonus round like when New Game Plus comes out in, in the spring. Hmm. We can have you guys on because I know y'all are excited about it. But yeah, stay tuned for that. Uh, I think on the collateral cinema side, we should also be doing like a like a Patreon uh, Black Christmas episode at some point, and the Love Guru by the end of this month.
0: Yep, the Love Guru exactly.
1: The Love Guru, yeah.
0: Mariska Hargate.
1: Mariska Hargate. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Stupid.
1: Uh, what's coming up in the month of January for Collateral Cinema?
0: We got, we got Silent Hill in the works. I believe we should have Cinema Recall joining us with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, love Guru, I believe we have The Geek Freaks, someone from Geek Freaks joining us on that one. Nice. And we will also be doing Clueless. So, yeah, stick around for those episodes in January
1: hell yeah and in collateral gaming uh january is going to be uh it takes two that's gonna be the uh our our numbered episode uh two part episode that month um and let me see what else i think uh oh yeah yeah we're celebrating our anniversary special next month so that's gonna be an arcade game mega review similar to what we did uh a couple or a few seasons ago where uh we we did a, uh, an arcade game mega review on light gun shooters. This one's going to be on fighters in particular.
0: I can't wait for that, man. I love arcade fighting games. You know, SNK, Neo Geo, Capcom, Midway, all that good stuff. I can't wait.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, and also, uh, the uh, because we're doing Silent Hill next month, uh, on the collateral gaming side that our bonus round that month is gonna be uh silent hill crossover. So yeah, technically we're we're collaborating on the Silent Hill movie episode. Yeah. And then we're doing the video game uh on the video game podcast side, we're doing the uh we're gonna go over the Silent Hill games. I think we decided that we wanted to do like uh the first Silent or no 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 no, no Silent Hill for the room and then uh Silent Hill Downpour or something.
0: Yeah, yeah, something like that. Something (laughs) like that. We wanted to
1: do a couple of them, do a good one and a bad one. Yeah. Um. So, or maybe it was Silent Hill one, and Downpour.
0: Silent Hill one would be good.
1: I think it was Silent Hill one, and I think yeah, I think like maybe next season we might talk about Silent Hill four. It's all, it's all, it's all in progress. Like we're we're, we've planned like seasons ahead on both podcasts practically. Um, Pretty much, yeah. (laughs) Me and Bo at least. So, yeah, that's going to be fun. Also, Fire Emblem Engage is coming out in January, so I would love to do a game launch episode on that. Excellent. Yep. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty much everything that's coming up next month uh, with Collateral Gaming and Collateral Cinema. Bo, thanks for being a part of this again. Definitely love that uh, we've had you a lot... uh, We've had you on a lot more this season, which has been nice.
0: Yeah, it's good to be on here a little more often, talking about video games. You know, I do have a little more to say about that.
1: I think we have more to come. I mean, I think you're my go-to guy for 420 now. Yeah, pretty much. Zach and Megan don't smoke.
0: Yeah, yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Uh,
1: So, yeah. Yeah, no, it's going to be fun. I think we've even got more collaborations planned this season. But, yeah, folks, uh, stay safe. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or feedback on your platform of choice. You can check us out on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Yes, all the favorite podcast apps that you would listen to your favorite shows. So.
1: And check out our Patreon, because very soon I think Bo uh, and I should be getting streaming handled.
0: Yeah, we should start live streaming, and we might do some special Q and A uh, live streams uh, for our patrons.
1: And if if we're able to set it up, I think you were talking about how we could start doing game streaming too.
0: Yes, definitely. I want to start uh, streaming games and uh, doing commentaries for that. Doing Q and As during uh, gameplay and everything, like just kind of talk about you know the what we talked about on episodes of the show. So yeah, and more importantly.
1: Making the Patreon happen again. Yes. Thank we, you, Bo.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: If we can make this happen, if, if you can help me out with this, then we can get the, the Patreon working again, and that is going to be awesome because we'll be able to do exclusive Let's Play video game commentaries. We do have some out, although, already, so if you want to become a Patreon, check it out. We are also on uh, Podbean Patreon, so you can, you can subscribe through Podbean as well.
0: Exactly. <laughs>
1: Fuck Yeah. So I think that's about all there is to say, guys. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays.
0: Piece of dog shit They rip you off and don't care one bit But this nerd, he doesn't
1: forget it Why can't a turtle swim? Why can't I land the plane? They got a quick buck for this shitload buck. The characters' names are wrong. Why's that password so long? Why don't the web
0: Heard
1: the game sucks so bad he makes up his own words. He's the angriest, most pissed off gaming nerd. He's the angry Atari, Amiga, CDI, Coleco, Vision, of Television, Sega, Neo Geo, TurboGrafx, 16, Odyssey, 3DO, Commodore, Nintendo nerd. He's the angry.